In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear Faithful, this third Sunday of Advent is called Gaudete Sunday, but from the first word of the interest in Latin, which means rejoice. And that also taken from today's episode where St. Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always, I say, rejoice. That is the theme every year for the third Sunday of Advent. It is one of joy and expected joy. We are expecting the great joy of Christmas, which is to come very soon, two more weeks. And so, even though this season of Advent is a penitential time in preparation for Christmas, every year on this Sunday, on the third Sunday of Advent, the Church allows a little mixed, a little mitigation of that. Instead of violet vestments, the priest may use the rose vestments. The color rose has a more joyful character to it than penitential violet, yet it still reminds us that we are in a time of penance and preparation. You will notice that there are flowers on the altar, which is not allowed on the other Sundays of Advent, but they are allowed on this Sunday. So the Church gives us this Sunday a little foretaste of the joy of Christmas, which is very soon to come, especially in a year like this, where Christmas falls so near to the first Sunday of Advent. We only have two more weeks of Advent before Christmas. I wanted to reflect today upon the theme of joy and what St. Paul says in the epistle, Rejoice in the Lord always. Spiritual writers warn us about the dangers of sadness. Joy in the Lord and the cheerfulness it brings can be a good sign that we are going on well in the spiritual life. Now, that doesn't mean that sorrow is a bad thing. In fact, there are two types of sorrow. One of them is bad, and one is good. There is a type of sorrow where someone is sorrowful to the point of despair. For example, you can have someone who is sorry 
for his sins, but he is despairing over his sins, never thinking that he is going to overcome them. That is not a good sorrow. That is not our faith. That is not a Christian sorrow. That is a kind of sorrow and trouble over sin that the devil tries to use in, or in order to get us to simply give up trying. But now a good and true sorrow for sin is that kind of sorrow that is tempered by the virtue of hope, which brings a trust and confidence in God. Although we grieve very much over the fact that we have offended God by our sins, we make a good confession and he will give us the grace to overcome them. That is a very good sorrow and of course it is a very good thing to sorrow over our sins because they offend God. Now, one of the things the devil tries to do is to tempt us to one of two extremes. There are many contradictions in the spiritual life. And when the devil can fit one thing against another, it seems to be contradictory. Then he can get us to fall or at least to prevent us from making the progress we should in the spiritual life. A good example of this is the fact that in order to go on well in the spiritual life, we need to have a certain knowledge of ourselves. We need to know our virtues, because we all have received talents and qualities, and also we have to know our vices, our weak points, our weaknesses. But the devil can take that knowledge. He can use the knowledge of our virtues and tempt us to pride with it. He can take the knowledge of our vices and tempt us to despair with it. These are two contrary things that the devil keeps tempting us to. There is a beautiful example of this in the life of St. Catherine of Siena. The devil tried to tempt her once. First, he tried to tempt her to pride, he, he tried to tempt her to pride at the sight of her virtues. And so to fight the temptation, she humbled herself and brought to mind her failures and what she was in the sight of God. It didn't work. So then the devil went 
and tried to tempt her to despair in the sight of her failures, and then she turned away from the sight of her failures and lifted her thoughts up to God and his great goodness and mercy in order to resist the temptation of despair. So the devil said, I cannot tempt you. I tempt you to pride and you humble yourself and think of your failures. I tempt you to despair. You forget your failures and you think of God's great mercy. And so the devil couldn't get anywhere. Well, the devil often tries to do the same thing to us. When we have a little knowledge of ourselves, very often he will tempt us to pride at the sight of our virtues. But then, when he cannot get us to fail that way, he will try to get us to fail by despair and by an excessive sorrow and sadness. Let us be prepared. When the devil can get us to despair, to have unreasonable sorrow and sadness, then we do not go on cheerfully in God's service. And so the devil can get us to fall very, very, very easily. So that's why St. Francis of Sales says, the worst thing after sin is sadness. The devil ruins, destroys many souls by sin, but after that he will ruin, he will destroy many souls by an excessive sadness, discouragement, and despair. I would like to conclude just by pointing out today that as Catholics, we have every reason to have a great joy in our lives, a supernatural love, supernatural joy. We have to rejoice even, even when the power of the culture of death or even when our personal problems seem overwhelming because it will not always be so. Our hope our joy is rooted in Christ, who by his life, death, and resurrection has defeated the power of death and given us hope of eternal life and hope to that justice will ultimately prevail. The worldly happiness is not a true joy.
it is superficial, materialistic, and sickening. Thanks to our faith, we are liberated from worldly slavery. We know where we go. We know that at the very end, we will win. We know who we serve. We know that Jesus loves us and comes among us to save us. We are living in the world, but we are not absorbed by the world. So we have every reason to be grateful and full of joy. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.